Channel Attitude subscribers, we will be rolling out an upgrade to our site in the near future to improve site performance and your experience. So sometime within the next few weeks, you will receive an email requesting you to recreate your password for the upgraded site. To ensure this email doesn't go to your spam folder, please whitelist info at channelattitude.com. That's info at channelattitude.com. RSS feed URLs may change for some of you. If that happens, you can grab the new one in your dashboard when the upgrade goes live. Your feedback and suggestions have helped shape this upgrade, so keep those coming in the future. And again, the email is info at channelattitude.com to whitelist or add to your address book. Be on the lookout for that email over the next few weeks. Yes, y'all, that's right. Prepare your incendiary devices. Get ready for the explosions. Climb the ladders. Get the Khashoggi briefcase and claim your birthright. Because it's Hameen Media Group, the Monday Locker Room, ready to wrap up money in the bank and put a smackdown on the UK. Here, channelattitude.com. Your law. <laughs> Uh, good morning, good morning, y'all. Hopefully you had a great weekend. Uh, I know I did. Hanging with my crew, I was out at Swanson and Rittner down there, down where, down there in Philly, man. I uh, had a great wedding to go to, and it was just an awesome time. Uh, eat, drink, and be merry, because tomorrow you know the rest. <laughs> Pretty much as the as the world turns, I spread like germs, and it all burns right now, man, uh, just watching everything that's going on uh, in Europe right now, Europe and uh, seeing France fall apart. Meanwhile, we're in uh, London uh, doing Mary Poppins cheer alongs, uh, you know, the whole night long. So hopefully you guys had a good one, whatever you were doing out there. I know big graduation party weekend, big wedding weekend and uh, heading right into July 4th uh, where everyone gets to, celebrate america whatever that means in 2023 <laughs> oh you know so uh but y'all uh, man i'm glad to be here this morning uh art of the beat of the v said he was going to be here if not i know the vet's ready on run in i just wanted to give rbv a little time here in case he's uh waking up late after a long weekend i'm sure at the racetrack as well so uh but uh, i see the chat room filling up here live bit i mean youtube channel twitch.tv slash media Appreciate you guys uh, spending some time. Hopefully you got the day off. Hopefully you got maybe a you know, four or five day banger and you can tie one on, mow the lawn and do all the things that you uh, try to do to catch up on. Or maybe you're just chilling, having your morning coffee. Either way, we uh, appreciate you. I appreciate you being here, hanging out after money in the bank. I haven't gotten through all of it yet uh, by any means. Uh, I just finished the women's money in the bank uh, match and very, very impressive. I, I must say, um, We'll get into it. I don't, I don't need to stooge all that off for 
without the co-hosts or anything like that going on here. But uh, yeah, like I said, uh, a great weekend with friends and family, man, uh, my posse in Philly. I'd never been to Philly before, and uh, hopefully I'll be in Philly uh, next April and putting on some boxing gloves. But, uh, you know, I doubt that because uh, pussy gang over a uh, week. <laughs> uh, you got to be careful what you say. You don't want to get slapped with a lawsuit, pal. That's for goddamn sure. Uh, so, you know, if you want to make some money to be able to keep the Porsche, I got an idea what we could do in Philly, but you know, whatever, keep on keeping on pal looking good. Uh, said nobody. Uh, but yeah, man, uh, I know the big, uh, internet fuss and cuss was over, um, the fact of Damian priest winning men's money in the bank. And, uh, you know, we talked about this, not ad nauseum going into it, but, um, what are your best choices? And absolutely. I think if you're looking at your, top three i don't want to label them one two three or abc or whatever um but la knight damian priest and logan paul all for their own reasons have big appeal you know what i mean and are good roads to go down there isn't really i want to say a loser by any means there isn't a, a bad choice there it just depends on which creative choice you want to make um because we can keep all three of them over that's not a problem uh, I just look as a businessman about value more than I guess I look at as creative as much. Uh, but I did see some big inklings of what they see in him. Uh, just even in his entrance, uh, Damian Priest had a really big Undertaker, new Undertaker presence. And I could see that going down in a meeting of like, we got this guy in this dark, demonic crew, cough button. And, uh, you know, he's been through our program. He came up the right way through Monster Factory, went to ROH, got over at NXT, came out of the main brand, had a couple switches, got over with Bad Bunny. Like, this guy is everything that, that Vince McMahon looks for in a prototype wrestler. Plus, he's got the Latino side of things to, to boot there as well, which is obviously going to be huge uh, going forward with uh, this uh you know, whatever's going on <laughs> border wise, you know, so very interesting choice. I, I see the value in them. Absolutely. And uh, they don't make guys like that every day. God damn, you're a big motherfucker. Um, and I saw that they've, they, they see him as an undertaker and next undertaker, you know? So that, that's, uh, that's not a terrible choice. Like, Hey, who do you want to build the next undertaker? Yeah, there he is. Okay. Like that's the, that no one's going to go, Oh, another undertaker. God damn. What a terrible idea that was. Right. So, um, but, uh, then the people want LA Knight. So for LA Knight, I wouldn't have had LA Knight go over because, the want is what keeps LA Knight over on the rise as a baby face. Same with Steve Austin when they wanted it. You know what I mean? You don't give it to him. You keep it out of their reach. And then because once he has that title, it's a countdown until somebody beats him. And that the chase for him and the crowd getting behind him is where the real sauce is. So for him to not go over and get a blood feud type thing out of it, maybe would be a better choice. So I think, LA Knight not winning this gets him more over than him winning it. I know that sounds strange, like it's a strange concept to wrap your head around, but the want of him succeeding is the most important part of the connection with the audience. So if we were to pay off that want right there, 
I think there's more air in that to build that want. We're only here. We want that balloon to get to almost bursting. You know what I mean? <laughs> like right here, we just let the air out. We, we've only got about 50, 60%. So um, the fact that people wanted LA Knight to win and not is, is the good business. Logan Paul. <laughs> Interesting what they did there to have them kind of encircled by all the wrestlers and beat the shit out of them, the story they told and that. And then, uh, a seriously sick and dangerous bump where I felt bad because dude, when you're, <laughs> I tell my students this, who hates you? The ring hates you. The ring wants to fuck you up every way it can from the ropes to the post, to the turnbuckles, to the mats, to the boards, to the fucking, uh, ring, uh, <laughs> the curtain, whatever. I don't give a fuck. The aprons, like it's all there to, to mess you up. And especially in a ladder match like this, where you're, so athletic, both Ricochet and Logan Paul. But to come down, whatever their spot was going to be, you know, the Lucha spot they were going to do that was looked like uh, a Spanish fly was going to go down. I don't know how they're going to get off the ladder and do. I'm sure they practiced it a bunch of times. I know a crash pad and it looked good. Yeah, but it's that one time in front of the live crowd and something's a half inch off. That's all that matters. You know what I mean? So it that they they got it off and logan paul landed pretty much on his damn head the cut the cut on the on the camera shot was tough to kind of see but it didn't look good but ricochet really tried to protect him as best he could to get him over for their spot but you know here here's my ideas from the creative meeting is he's the guy you put it on and you have him do it in a screw over way because now we're going to get Damian Priest versus Roman or Seth. Okay. I just don't know if that's the box office, you know. And we've done Damian and we've done Logan Paul both those guys before, but with Logan Paul, it's about him not being there and having the money in the bank briefcase because if he's there every week, then we over tease it and he's walking around with it and gets overexposed, which it'll be with I fear for Damian Priest that it'll be like that unless he cashes in right away at SummerSlam and they make him. That that that's an interesting choice. I I'm looking forward to talking uh with Russo and Stevie with as well, and probably the vet here in a minute. <laughs> um, but the fact that Logan Paul is kind of persona non grata most of the time, and you never know when he's gonna show up. And he could show up at a Raw, he could show up at a pay-per-view, he could show up at a SmackDown. That's interesting because it's not about Logan Paul cashing in to become champ. It's about the champs looking over their shoulder all the time or getting too comfortable and forgetting about it or getting distracted in a side blood feud and in comes Logan Paul to cash in. And in that time, Logan Paul is showing the briefcase on social media and everything else, wherever he is and line up some big outside wrestling events for him to be at right with the with the money in the bank thing right there with them court side at the nba i don't know whatever i mean nba is done right now but you you get what i'm saying um so i think the biggest win would have been with logan paul they kept it in house and the thing that's strange with damian priest is they handed him two l's the losses right before this and this could have been, you know, McMahon 11th hour rewrites. But if we were going to have Damian Priest be the guy, I definitely wouldn't have had him lose twice in the last two months on TV clean. 
I think he lost, you know what I mean? So, uh, very interesting, uh, choices that way. And like I said, things could have been one way on Friday and by Saturday they're changed and by Sunday they're changed again. So, uh, that's just the way uh card subject to change. So maybe our locker room subject to change because I just sent the vet via Twitter direct message, uh, today's link. So, uh, but, uh, yeah, man, uh, shout out to Damian priest. That's a cool thing for him to get the up and I'll obviously where they're going to be going is with Finn losing. Um, you know, you got two guys in a crew, one's on his way up and the other guy was trying to get back over and couldn't get it done. And that loss is going to make them polar opposites inside the crew. I think that's a cool dynamic to play with when we say wins and losses matter. This loss for Finn and the win for Priest is definitely going to shake up that energy right there. So uh, that'll be cool to see how they they mess around with that as well. So, yeah, that's uh, that's it. But uh, right on the scene, I'm sure he was listening as well. Good morning. You, uh, my OVW brother, the vet. How you doing this morning, vet? Good to see you, pal. I'm hot. It's oh, unreasonably man. hot. <laughs> it's uh, definitely in the triple D's today, and I'm not talking yeah. about Bailey's cup size. I'm talking oh, about oh, those. Uh, oh yeah, that's <laughs> that's hot too. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, yeah, I did listen to what you were saying, and um, I have I definitely have some thoughts on this. It's. Uh, one of those times I miss being able to kind of mix it up with you, Stevie and Russo talking about the booking and the creative and everything, because, um, there's a lot of things that there's a lot of little details that kind of get missed along the way. So let's talk about, let's start with the, with the men's money in the bank. You look at that field of guys, right? And you look at the WWE booking over the past year or so. Which one of those guys do you even see them realistically going with? Like, there's not a like, and this is not obviously a knock at any of the talent because I think if you give any of those guys the ball, pretty much they're all good to run with it from top to sure. bottom in that list. Even even Santos can do it if. But the thing is, they've done nothing to build any of these people. Everybody's been sacrificed at the altar of the bloodline for the past three years. They have built no contenders. They have built no credible champions. Seth Rollins is a champion of some belt that came out of nowhere that was probably meant to go to Cody Rhodes at WrestleMania. We've already talked about this um, multiple times, so I won't go into it again. But the, you know, like you can see that you can see that creative playing out more and more. Like if Roman had lost at WrestleMania and then he loses again here at the money in the bank or whatever you can see how the bloodline further crumbles and crumbles and crumbles and that that's sure. a better story but now he's still the champion and really nothing's changed other than you know his cousins don't like him now or whatever but anyway back to money in the bank so so now you have a field of guys that no one believably thinks can ever be a champion right it's right. just like you damian priest okay like you said jobbed him out <laughs> leading up to this or how about let's let's tie that into the rest of jury duty. Finn Balor jobbed out clean. Like how many how many weeks leading up to this? And we want him to be a a, a viable contender for a Seth Rollins made up championship, right? Like they're expecting us to believe that anybody can actually win these titles when all we see is them losing. LA Knight, only people LA Knights ever beat are Rey Mysterio twice. 
And that's another guy that they job out that they shouldn't be jobbing out. L.A. Knight right. should be beating people he should beat. And then we'd believe like, oh, he might actually have a chance to win this money in the bank. And he might actually have a chance to cash it in. Yeah, right? he should be beating uh, what Happy Corbin. And he should be beating, uh, you know, all the like uh, his his kick around with them or whatever. I can't even remember the guy's name. Like Mad yeah. Cat Moss. He should be going on a tear through all those guys. Absolutely. Right, but all we see is him lose. So, right. in turn, like you're saying, that gets him more over because the crowd is like, the crowd is cheering against the booking, not for the lot, guy as much. I think a much. lot of that, that, I just really believe that the right choices were made and four or five Stratomatic 6,000s changed I'm, that. At I'm, the glad, last I'm, gl I'm glad you said that because here's where the history lesson comes in. Because I know that most people don't have time to keep tabs on all this stuff. But if you look back at the history of how L.A. Knight has been booked since he was signed, it's really no different. L.A. Knight is the new Elias. I started talking about this because a friend of mine was texting me about Money in the Bank because he's just a fan and he wants to know what I think or whatever. So I go back and forth with him a little bit. And I it, it, it just occurred to me as I was texting, I was like, L.A. Knight is Elias. Elias was a guy that in NXT, I don't, I don't know if Elias ever won a match in NXT. And this was, so this was like well before Vince McMahon even knew who he was at this point, right? Because you know he doesn't watch NXT or care unless his son-in-law has a heart attack. That's the only time he cares. Any other time he's never cared. So you have to, LA Knight was the same thing. He won like maybe two matches his entire time at NXT. Um, it was very, it, it, the, the booking was very... They, they count on L.A. Knight to keep himself over despite not having any actual wins, right? Which right. is true to a degree. You can do that, but at some point, you know, if you want to take the next step with a guy, you have to believe that he can beat somebody or it just won't feel right when it happens. And It'll they, feel they like it comes out of Elias. nowhere. They could have done could've... it with Elias yeah, so he was right there. So you've seen Elias's transition over to Raw where he's a guy that never wins, but he gets over with songs and, and little backstage things. That's how Triple H sees him. For some reason, Triple H has got a problem with putting Elias over in actual matches. And the same thing is happening with LA Knight, a guy that can get over with character, can stay over despite losses, can get the people to react to him, which is the most important thing for a company like this that's all showbiz and very little sports. Um, to get the people to react to you and to care about you, that's their number one goal. And whenever that happens, it seems like the WWE is like, nah, 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 cool that off. We don't need that. Mm. Uh, Arn Anderson cut the water off, you know, that, that right. whole thing. So it's actually gone back even further than this. We can't totally blame Vince McMahon because they were already yeah. setting LA Knight up for this whole, this whole uh, process of we're going to beat you into the ground, but you're going to keep yourself over because you're just so charismatic. Like, mm -hmm. I don't see why you can't have both. I don't see a lot of other people doing, um, you know, much better in that department. Um, but there's, there's like a history of guys that seem like they would fit the bill, you know, based on all the, all the, you know, the boxes that they want checked. Yeah. And those guys are the ones that are m marginalized and minimalized and not getting the full value out of. And then everybody else is like raised to levels of mediocre with 50, 50 booking, marketing, everything. And nothing ever feels like really epic or important or that we want to get behind them. And I, that's yeah. a huge problem uh, in WWE overall, which, like I said, to bring it all back, that look at the money in the bank field, 
None of those people are believable contenders in the fans' eyes. They know who they want to win, but it's going to feel like it comes out of left field if any of these guys were to actually be walking around with a major championship. Look what yeah. they had to do to Austin Theory, man. They had but to not- make him get the United States championship because nobody would buy him as a world champion. So they... they, they cooked up some, you know, cockamamie reason why he would challenge his, he would use his money in the bank on a United States championship. And here we are still, how over is that guy? Not very. Um, should he why be? Was, why wasn't yes. he in this? Why wasn't he in this match? Not even in the match. Was he on the show? I mean, yeah, interesting. We don't need the United States over in London, pal. Like, I, re- I, re- yeah. I really liked the finish of the women's match. Uh, I thought, I mean, there was some spotty stuff, but I liked the handcuffing. I thought that was very, uh, you know, like, what else is there to show, you know? And I thought that was a cool way to do things. And those things can usually go wrong, and they do <laughs> if you're mm-hmm. in there in the moment. And oh, it yeah. didn't. And I, well, there was, a, well. there was a spot there you probably saw where, um, like, when they were trying to cuff Becky in the first place, um, yeah. what's her name? Zoe walked off camera for like several seconds doing God knows what. Like she was supposed to cuff her and then like she just wasn't doing it. Yeah, and then yeah. she just like walked off camera for like 30 seconds and then came back. It was came like she should go over to one of the referees and like, can you undo this cuff for me? It's stuck. Like yeah, what the could have been as long as we cut away i I didn't see that so i mean i was uh, busy doing six things he's a zip tie like the cops yeah right exactly um but it was uh it was you know they really put it out there got their shit in the big moon salts off the top and paying off the long-term storyline um we did too much weird head scissor stuff with trish stratus that kind of got wonky you know what i mean but Trist was uh, working her ass off too, man, uh, in there. Everybody was taking serious bumps. Zoe Stark took some really good bumps. So did EO Sky. Um, oh. And I thought the story of that match, I liked the, the women's story better than I liked the men's story, Money in sure. the Bank. I thought they really, really did a good job with it. Um, and Selena Vega, too, the code red on the ladder. Zoe Stark bumped awesome for her on that. There was there was a lot of good high spots where everybody in that match shined or got heat how they should have. So, really, uh, the, the, you could see the extended effort from everybody in that last night. They all worked well. Yeah, <laughs> sure me. did. Speaking of women, um, there was a big head scratcher in terms of the women's uh, tag team championship match earlier on the show. Um, yeah, I see. So I, I didn't see that. Was uh, so Charlotte and Asuka, they did what? Or Charlotte, EST, EST. No, it was it was it was the Ronda and Shayna. Oh versus yeah, yeah. Liv to, to and put Raquel. those girls over the in the tag match. I'm like, dude. Well, but what happened was they have like 99 percent of the match, and then Shayna clubs Ronda from behind, turns on her, leaves her. Yeah, and there's no setup for that. There's no reason for that. And uh, all I can think of is like she's not getting over as a heel. We, we she's got more value as a babyface UFC wise. Let's get her back to babyface like that because no one gives a shit about Liv and Raquel together. They don't, but they. I I don't know. This ain't the answer. It, it's not like no. Why why are these two women that are acting like complete and total bitches to everyone? include you know women men stage stage assistants like everybody they're treating like shit and ronda's just gonna immediately turn back to a smiling baby face because she got punched in the back of the head i don't think so like we're, we're not that stupid and they got to stop treating us like we are um 
everybody was just like, huh? It, it, it's not always a good idea to have a swerve um, unless the swerve makes sense. This yeah. one doesn't make sense. It was they didn't tip their hand. It just came out of nowhere. Unless I missed something, and the chat can correct me. But no, there was no there was no thing like they did with like a moment of like I don't I disagree with you on that. You know where we see something out of character that I think it just came out of nowhere. Yeah, and nobody really gives a fuck about any of them anyway because none of their stuff's been over. You know what they beat some NXT girls to unify a title, and those girls do what now? It's just like. <laughs> Okay, and then you turn on me. All right, now what? We're in a blood feud. Yeah, again. you you turn on me before the match is over. Like yeah. that was their that was their creative wrinkle, like to set themselves apart. Like most times, the partner turns on them after they after lose. After the they match. lose, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That, it needs a catalyst. They're like, nah, now fuck let's no, nah, nah, fuck. No one will ever see this coming. Yeah. We're we're winning, and then the partner turns on them. That's great, yeah. great TV. Our yeah, biggest no. surprise of the night, probably though, uh, John Cena out of nowhere appears uh, in new GI Joe gear. I gotta say, just Yo Joe, me marking That's out for it. Yeah. I thought it looked pretty cool, to be honest with you. And even on the back, the you know, if you're not at least probably 35 to 40, you won't understand this. But he had uh, just the card, like the back the of the GI Joe, Joe packaging with the other ones in there i I'm, i gotta go on uh wwshop.com and look at the back of that myself to see what it looks like i thought he's that, had that I'm, one for a while i thought has, I, thought yeah, I don't know i thought Maybe he has I mean, but the, the hat looked new um it yeah. was like a new version of that hat and by the way guys i know we always tell you channelattitude.com is where it's at right you yeah, can man. sign up and get all this content or whatever but even if you don't sign up you can go there and look at the profiles for all the hosts and everything that work there. And if you look at my profile, you'll see a very similar format to those GI Joe cards. So, uh, awesome. um, check check that out if you're a, if you're a That's fan. That's a of great that Easter stuff. egg. That's a great Easter egg, no doubt. Uh, and Grayson Waller, dude, I I just put myself in this position and flashback because my own mark out moment is when. 2008 when cena was at ovw and like pointed us out wanted to work with us on fourth of july weekend and danny told him no because we had been building to the flag match with conway and buck and i'm like i'm not upset about it but you know because he drew the biggest house that ever worked for us but i was like ah and grayson waller i just i was like there's my spot right there you know what i mean to come out and do that and then take the f you uh and and that's what cena wanted to do with me and i thought putting Grayson Waller in that spot and what I would have done, not too much different in how he worked it. And I thought it came off really well. And I thought I uh, really got a, a good moment there. And I was happy for that dude because I, I've envisioned that moment. i <laughs> replayed it a couple times in my head, how it would have gone. And to see it last night play out, uh, I thought he did as good a job as I would have tried to have done with it. I, I thought that was really great. Tell you, tell you the truth, you should be upset about that. That that never happened. Because <laughs> well, who knows that. how your fortunes would have changed just from yeah. that one night. That's and true. It Danny had a Danny. <laughs> you know, I, I won't. I don't want to say anything bad about Danny because he gave us all that opportunity and that education and all that stuff. But he also did have a habit of doing stuff that was also very head scratching. Just because, who knows why. Yeah, just was in I'm, a mood. I've been on a six month build with Conway and I'm we're rookies. The fact that he even gave us the time, like there's no way we could have stepped out. And plus I would have been the one to take it and that would have pissed Ellie and Khalil off even fucking more. So probably better for me that things went they did. But yeah, man, that was 
that was an, an interesting uh, half hour that day <laughs> that's for yeah. sure so wow. um but yeah man uh they they were with it and uh, now after saying some nice stuff i'm gonna say some not so nice stuff oh hold on before we move Go on ahead. from that uh when you saw John Cena out there with his, you know, jug handle ears and everything, doesn't he kind of look more like Minoru Suzuki every time you see him now? <laughs> they yeah, kind of yeah, both I stand there looking like, yeah, yeah, we're all yeah, just getting yeah, old I, and bitter, see, like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I see mm-hmm. the, I see the very similarities, especially on that show. But go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, so I know we got fans all over the world, and it's just cultural differences, and it's now everybody, dude. Oh yeah, I already yeah, know where I, you're going. I, ben I, hates. English I people singing. Fucking hate this Mary Poppins soccer bullshit. The hijacking of the show that Cena was sent out there to do to egg on because they want to test the waters. But Cena in his promo is going, the powers that be, the powers that be. So yeah. why don't you just say Nick Khan, Vince McMahon, and Triple and Triple H wants it here? And those guys go, Nope, they hijacked the show. They fucking don't want to, they they just want to get their shit in and get over their marks, and we're not gonna fucking cater to the marks. That's the entire argument. And guess whose <laughs> side I'm on? The yeah, old, exactly. the bitter old fucking men, not right. the fucking chim chimney, chim chimney. Go fuck yourself. I'm tired of all that fucking shit. The where they think that's cute to hijack and they do it at soccer shit. There's a reason I don't care. They're like soccer's the most over sport in the world. Nope, it's not. <laughs> Just because people from other countries do, you don't see a bunch of NFL. I guess you could say the the Bills make me want to shout or whatever. But to yeah. sit there and do these little third grade clap along bullshit get your shit and stuff here's what it is we got great fans i appreciate everybody who spends any money with us and whatnot at the end of the day this is a mafia (laughs) and you could probably try vince under the rico act if you wanted to but the fact or it's a military there you are civilians everybody in the military looks at you like fucking marks because you haven't paid your dues to be on the show or take over the show mm-hmm. now on the other side of that coin i'm an ecw fan we would hijack the show as well but this we is all knew their how fault. to get our shit in and get the fuck out or we were part of the moment throw the shirt back at Cena at one night stand, even the last shit like that. It doesn't go on after he gets the shirt back where we keep going, throw the shirt back and fucking to get our shit in. Like it's some fucking choir sing along. So mm-hmm. everything they've done with Shinsuke, with Seth, with Cody, with Jericho, <laughs> with all this fucking romper room bullshit and they think it's empowering and it makes you cute to the rest of the world. You look like fucking idiot Mark children. And to the guys in the locker room, none of the guys in the locker room are going, Oh, you hear that? Hear how awesome it is. They're reacting and hijacking the show. They're all rolling their eyes and going, these fucking marks. Can we just go home? (laughs) That's what it comes down to. So, Bottom line, be that. That's what you're viewed as to the world is some fu- you you look like a ridiculous Disney cartoon most of the time. And that's why you got your ass whipped by every country post 1700. Oh, well, they, they did have a good run there. <laughs> um, I, I'll say this. I'll say this because uh, I, I don't like I don't like that stuff. But um, at the same time, um, you know, lately, in the past couple of years, it seems like the WWE's gone in the direction of encouraging that, regardless of whatever that little jab that Cena threw in there was. 
um, because he, everybody's he threw, got he like threw a management under the bus three times yes. in that. So right. something bigger's going on. Yeah. Well, he's mad that he had to fly to London and hear it. <laughs> so, but I mean, but no, but like the, with every, you know, I, I'm pretty sure Russo said this. It's like Raw's turned into a karaoke night. It's just cut, let let Seth come out and sing and let's sing, and then Cody yeah. comes out and let's sing, and then everybody's got like a part in their in their entrance music that let's sing. Like th- this has become like the sing along show. It, it the only thing that's missing is the bouncing ball, but you don't need a bouncing ball because there's no lyrics. It's usually just noises or or whatever. Or like you know, Seth Rollins is basically like people groaning. It's like the song is them groaning. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Like, like even they're tired of it. But yeah, I'm just saying. Like, Mike um, Martin, am I reading? Am I reading too far into this vet? I don't think I am. Here's what I say: Fuck your Mary Poppins bullshit. It sucks, and I'm tired of it. And it's stupid. And you look like children. Yeah. And you already look like marks with fake belts over your shoulders. So you're just even lowering yourself below the neck beards. Like, there's the neck beards, and then. UK super fans are the new lowest on the low of that rung, in my opinion. Yeah, I I guess that's just their thing. Like that's how they want to set themselves apart in the world from other fans of sports or whatever by singing songs. I mean, it, it whatever. It maybe if maybe if the sports maybe if a sport like soccer was more actually entertaining, then they wouldn't have to entertain themselves by singing <laughs> songs. <laughs> maybe. Maybe if wrestling, maybe if WWE wasn't boring everybody to tears with seven minute Mm. packages telling you the entire history of the bloodline up till now. You think anybody in that building or anybody that bothers to watch this shit is like, huh, I wonder what all this bloodline stuff is about right (laughs) here up to this current match. No, let's sit here for seven minutes. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that'll drive people to sing. You know, so karaoke is a big industry and people do like to sing, especially when they've had a few. So I mean, tune in every uh, Wednesday and Friday night to twitch.tv slash Hami mini. I'll be singing along and half rapping. There you go. uh, (laughs) There you go. And I'm sure your jukebox is a little bit cooler and hipper than what, you know, Hey, Bailey, you know, shoot me in the face, bro. Uh, super bad, super bad. Uh, and that's about all I've watched. Uh, so I can't, uh, go, much past that uh, in my uh, input uh, professionally, but um, let's see what we got on the sheets, vet. Uh, right. But another big return uh, update on Drew McIntyre's status with WWE following his return for Money in the Bank. Uh, McIntyre uh, via PW Insider noted that it hasn't changed, and the two sides have not yet come to terms on a new deal or extension. McIntyre's contract reportedly expires in 2024 and discussions are said to have not started because there's still so much time left for the time being. The two signs came to a creative agreement for McIntyre's return. McIntyre will be feuding with Gunther moving forward and he's expected to appear on Monday night edition of raw Uh, McIntyre versus Gunther is rumored to take place at the 2023 SummerSlam premium live event. Yeah. I mean, that'll be uh, a badass match, dude. You know what I mean? I think that probably be, gunther's best match possibly so far everything goes well that way um interesting that mcintyre's stuff is still on the table uh and uh but the contract expires in 2024 it says here well if contract expires in 2024 why isn't this guy on tv why are you getting value out of him i don't know I don't know. Maybe he had some sort of an undisclosed injury, something like that. But here's the thing. Um, If I'm the WWE, uh, business-wise, I call McIntyre's bluff. 
because this guy is <laughs> that's a that's a soccer song for you um, yes i know i'm old. yeah if you hate ha Ming shoes off if you hate ha Ming shoes off yeah um yeah. but uh Fuck. but uh that's that's fine um yeah drew mcintyre has admitted and he's exposed himself as a wwe mark in everything that he's done and said in his career that's he will he loves that company he wants to be there he only wants to be there he only doesn't be there when some when they let him go so he's going to do everything he can to stay there now he can try to pretend like he's playing hardball and dangle AEW over them but like i said call his bluff because one it doesn't matter if he goes to AEW he won't make one bit of difference there no one cares They've already got too many people they're not using, and he'll just be another one. He'll just end up like Miro in a, in a squash match on Collision. It's no big deal to, to lose him there, but they won't because he'll eventually agree to whatever terms they set. He just doesn't have to agree to anything yet, and he's probably just being advised to, you know, play it cool for now and just see what happens because... We haven't even finalized this deal, have we been? Like this 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 sale is yeah, not even currently like finalized. Yeah, no, it's not, I guess, at this point. And then who knows when the Saudis could pull that card. Um, so yeah, so I don't yeah. so I, I would just that's that would be my suggestion for WWE as a business. As did, as did Drew McIntyre. Hmm? Did Zelina Vega come out with the the Chancla? Did she come out with it? I, I, I don't think so. Not this time. Not okay. this time. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry to but uh, yeah, chunklet. Uh, <laughs> the uh, yeah. So yeah. From for, for my advice to WWE, you know, just stonewall this guy, and he'll eventually sign for whatever you want. My advice to Drew McIntyre: uh, get over yourself and get as much money as you can. If you really need to talk to AEW yeah. and try to get a better check or wherever you want to go then do that do whatever's That's best what for I'm you saying. but couldn't he just come stop in as the top guy like a uh, five million dollars for one year punk moxley even, and run it you know what i mean Jericho. even if he does even if he does there's no guarantee they'll treat him like that but i'm just saying like whatever it is get that paper you know whatever whatever that is don't don't let the wwe abuse you anymore they, they've embarrassed this guy you know, ever since he's been back, like making him name a sword after his dead mother and carry it around and all this bullshit, like cartoon bullshit, like this guy, yep. you look at him, you're like, how is this not a top guy? You know, it's just, it's same, same thing we were saying about, you know, guys like, um, you know, Elias or right here, we're seeing cross all these guys that look like money and they're not being used to their full potential or maybe only during a pandemic era, empty arena wrestling will do that. Um, but yeah, I, I say just put your, put your WWE fanboyism aside and sign for whoever's going to pay you the most. Yeah. I think society reviews got a hell of a point here. No Lashley. Well, we did have McIntyre, no McIntyre, no Elias, no cross. Uh, but those are all big money guys that they're not making into big money guys right now. You know what I mean? They all should be on that level. In fact, those guys that weren't met that were mentioned right there probably should have been in money in the bank over ricochet and santos escobar you know like that that would have been a little more star-studded look i'm not trying to say neither of those guys aren't shit but right. there's more money on the other dudes in a traditional wwe well yeah style. you're gonna want to put you're gonna want to put a guy like ricochet in a ladder match over a guy like cross who doesn't even do anything so it's like of course that makes sense just from the excitement aspect of it right. and that's why they yeah. always have those guys in there but um but still 
you know, you just had, uh, you just laid out, well, maybe besides Elias, who's sort of a comedy act, even though he is jacked, but like, he's, you know, you, you, you just laid out a, a group of guys that could be a top group of guys and they've all been severely marginalized. That's, that's what I was saying I'm, earlier about, we have yeah. zero contenders for any of these championships. This should get you hot. That will go back to your earlier. Great points. Uh, what's being said about Shayna Baszler's turn against Ronda Rousey at money in the bank. Uh, via Meltzer Seltzer, he says, uh, this was always the plan. Uh, did you like that one? That. Yes, I did. Uh, the thing that uh, I was saying about Ronda and Shayna were winning the tag team titles, and then Ronda got hurt. The thing is that I don't know the date, and it might be SummerSlam. It might be a little bit after, but the deal is Ronda has a hard out. Uh, you know, I mean, she gave a date. This is my last date because I remember mm -hmm. talking to somebody there and it's like well you know i know they're gonna do this and it's like i guess the big match is for wrestlemania and it's like no uh it's like her heart out is long i don't know what the fuck that means huh. uh get me her heart out it's long yeah uh they didn't give me the date but it's like uh long before wrestlemania so the point is that whatever it is that they're planning to do they've always uh, the whole tag team was to set up Rana and shana doing a feud Rana wanted to do this feud with shana she uh, got what she wanted. She's always wanted to do it because Shane is the one who basically got her into pro wrestling. You know, mm -hmm. Rhonda, who uh, is was someone who watched it and sort of knew a little bit about it, but she wasn't like mm -hmm. a big fan of pro wrestling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Dave Meltzer, uh, quote unquote. Um, well, yeah. we learned nothing from that. Uh, yeah, that's usual. a lot of that's a lot of words without saying uh, much. It doesn't fix the business where all you had to do was wait two minutes no. till after the finish and then fucking right <laughs> have the turn. So the business made zero sense. But this hard out thing to me, yeah, hard out. I guess would probably be January first. I gotta imagine, right? Of uh, uh, you know, twenty twenty four day one. So we're gonna build this little feud and maybe pay it off SummerSlam, maybe pay it off uh, throughout the fall, all the way leading into Survivor Series. Who knows? So. Well, so it looks like SummerSlam's coming from Ford Field, uh, which is a place mm. we're very familiar with. But, um, yeah, to sell that place out, this is one of those instances of, like, um, what do you, what do you, what does uh, Jim Cornette always say? It's either a match that needs an, uh, a stadium or a stadium that needs a match. Well, right. now you got a stadium that needs matches. So, um, anything that they can do, like a, a proposed Ronda versus Shayna has some interest, but again, it would have had more interest if they've been treating these women better the entire time, uh, which they haven't. Uh, just another example of how we're not getting max value out of our performers. And do you, uh, do you go phony wrestling, pay it off more heat and then do a real shoot fight between the two? I do. I, I do like work shoot within the confines shoot, right. of pro wrestling rules i said let them fucking bang it out bro if they're well, they, well they're they're, they're friends they don't want to it's like you don't want to punch your friend in the face even though you you yeah, would have to if, if it was like Vince a real put down three hundred thousand dollars and go that and i mean you guys go fucking fight each other i don't want any pussy shit are we gonna go out there and throw down only three hundred thousand <laughs> yeah put put another zero on it if you want three million well, I would fight you for that, but we know that's not how it is. We know but, that's not how but, it is. It's like fucking Ben Salman, not Ben Hammond. Ben Salman goes, yeah, I want these two women to bang it out and fucking crown jewel. You know, well, what does I that mean? mean? Bang it out. Yeah, is that a different thing? Wow, like uh, we have to sign some NDAs for this? I don't know. <laughs> 
Well, no, but here's the thing. Here's the thing that you, the the fact is, regardless, besides the fact that they're friends and don't want to fight, um, when you do something, it's just a bad idea to do things like that because it's like, oh shit, we just saw something real surrounded by phoniness for four more hours. Like yeah. you can't, you can't do that. You have to, you can like, you can work a style into a fake wrestling match, but you can't just have a shoot fight in the middle of fake wrestling matches because everybody will be taken completely out right. of the immersion of it. So that's why, unfortunately, things like that can't be done. You would have to, you would have to set that up with a, like a third party promoter to get that done and like take a cut. And, and, and so it's distanced yeah. from you your get, actual you get, show and promotion. Yeah. But this is where you bring in Dana. This is where you bring in all the crossover UFC shit and have UFC women's division, Nunez and all them commenting on it. And we build to that shit. Well, if you want to get it done in an octagon and those women want to sign for it, then I'm all for that. But if you're doing it in the context of a phony ass WWE wrestling show, it's going to kill everything. God, I, so we got some takers out here. If Billy Body and the Vet won't fight me, at least uh, Mike Martin will. Uh, Aaron Ben Shlomo says he's out. There. I can't be so. bought, Ben. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's got a price for the House of Sod. <laughs> right. Hey, well, you uh, know what? Even if they gave us $3 million to fight each other, I'd still work it with you. All right, all right. In the, in the fifth, my ass goes down, okay? Like, hey, let's man, just, why, say, I don't even know if I would, but I'd be like, dude, anybody can get knocked out on any given Sunday. That's what I tell them. That's what my point is for uh, Billy and Lost Sheep to Lost Shepherd. Maybe they'll get lucky and knock out one of the biggest heels in indie wrestling, and they'll have the spotlight on them like they want because that's all they want is negative spotlight. I know you, you're not an attention whore like that. They are, but – Hey, if you want to be able to keep the Porsche down the road and not have to sell it for attorney's fees, I got a way to possibly make you a quick five to 20 grand, depending on uh, if you want to be a man or not. <laughs> but my well, guess let's, is let's not. Finger, fingers crossed <laughs> that they'll grow up there. <laughs> uh, uh, Jimmy Uso, uh, you might have heard of him. He opens up about Naomi's departure and potential return to the company. So it's been weird. We've been on the road together since we first started our careers. For 12 years, and then all of a sudden, gone. Uh, when that happened, it came to a public, a complete stop, a schedule change, and then not seeing her much with our schedule and what she's doing. It's been an adjustment. But we make it happen and make it work, and she's having a blast moving at her own pace, which is something we never really get to do. She's enjoying it and doing what she wanted to do, Broadway, music, more acting. I was never really worried about myself, just mainly her, making sure everything's okay. I was never worried about myself, even if it's not about me. Uh, I was just wanting to make sure everything was good. That day I was super busy. I had a match. And then when I came back, she left. I was already boiling. Then, then we found out everything. Uh, of course, WWE fans will see her again, even though she, even she would like to come back. And at the end of the day, we started our career here in a perfect world. And we'd like to finish here in WWE. Um, yeah, man, that, uh, I'm still kind of a strange, what happened with Johnny Ace and, and Sasha, and I'm just going to follow up that Bailey has been begging Mercedes Monet, formerly Sasha Banks, to make a WWE return. She says, I beg her every day. doesn't matter where it is or doesn't matter how it happens. I would love to one day step back in the ring with her, whether it's teaming with her, whether it's against her. Right now, I just want whatever she needs to accomplish her dream, accomplish her goals. I'm just happy to see her happy. Mm -hmm. 
you know, Ace gone during the NDA speaking out movement scandal. Uh, Vince gone, comes back in a hostile takeover. But in the time two of your most over women walk out for being disrespected, allegedly. But at the same time, uh, Sasha also thinks her work rate is <laughs> six stars when, uh, you know, it's about as good as mine most days. And that's a low star rating. Um, and here we are with friends pulling for you and husbands in the fucking top storyline of the pay-per-view. And everybody's got to kind of sit on one ass cheek when their names can't be mentioned instead of bringing them back as a little more outsiders. You know what I mean? Of the fuck you to the office. Both of them. There's that's a nice little angle there, especially if we got Cena shitting on the office. So that that's already precedented there. Why not bring back some disgruntled employees, I guess. And they work their way back in by lawyer instead of just being like, welcome back, you know, like they come back on their terms and they, and they can't be fucked with something interesting. They could hold dominion over Pierce and get ribs in on Johnny Ace with. Hmm. I mean, it's an interesting idea. I tried to impart this mindset because I have discussions, either discussions with the chats on some of the other shows that I do mm -hmm. here, or whether it's my own personal Twitch streaming and people ask questions but I try to impart the mindset of you can't underestimate how important it is to go into your workplace and not hate everything and everybody. It had to be real bad for those two to walk out on a secure job. Cause you knew those two aren't the, like Sasha and, and, uh, and Naomi were not just going to get released one day on one of the post WrestleMania cuts. That just doesn't happen for all the reasons that you said about who they are. So, they had a job as long as they wanted it and for them to walk out it had to be pretty fucking bad in ways that we may never really know about right yeah, yeah. and it point. and and the other thing is too that fans always forget like they just think about like well how could she go to impact and be in that like low production looking facilities and all this other right. stuff well i'll tell you how because that's like two days a month you gotta work rather than four days a week where you got to go on the road, rent a car, get a hotel, try to get something to eat, try to go to the gym, try to do all these things and, and keep up to a standard of beauty and fitness and all this other stuff when you're miserable all the time, just to show up at the building and being told you're doing something stupid that you don't want to do, or you're not being used at all uh, because they got more packages to run that I night. think they were being lied to a lot of like, well, no, this is where we're going with you. And then when it comes time yeah. to do something, they're like, oh, plan subject to change. Sorry. Exa we're, we're exactly. Exactly. Exactly, but forget about forget about them. It's anybody. Look at Shelton Benjamin, any of the guys that are just there getting a paycheck, but like most of their work is done getting to the venues. Like they spend their life living out of suitcases and say, for you're, what? You're paid, you're paid for travel, the matches for yeah. free, right? Well, yeah, well so 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 meanwhile, you know, like not, and and some of that's worth it to those people. Like that's their lifestyle. If you get the treatment that like a Seth Rollins gets, or if you get the treatment like even like uh, somebody like a Roman who has limited time, or Brock Lesnar who has severely limited time, or whatever. But the guys like Cody, those guys that want to make that personal appearances and do all that stuff and be that guy, like 
not everybody gets to be that. Most of them have to be the Shelton Benjamins. So they're miserable traveling. Then they get there. They have nothing to do. If they're lucky, they have a match on main event. Uh, or it's plans change or whatever. And like after so long and so much money that you've already made, you're like, well, if I want to wrestle, maybe there's other companies I can actually wrestle at and I'll just keep the money I've already accumulated and live on that while I'm making whatever else I make from Impact. Do you go to, I know, I know you probably haven't seen one second of this, but when Trinity shows up in Impact, those guys, the announcers and everybody and all that presentation, they did their best. They couldn't even, like, they couldn't have blown their lungs out yelling about her arrival anymore if Stone Cold Steve Austin walked through those that doors. That was what they was magic really... with ECW, right? That was the magic then, like, uh, if Joey Styles would be going nuts kind of the same yeah, way. Yeah, they, they put her over, and it's nice to be fucking appreciated sometimes. It's like, you've already got the WWE money. Sure. Now it's time to do some work and work with some different people and get just a different change of pace and a more relaxed schedule you know I, and, I think and not be. have to and, and and let me just throw this before i hand it back to you ben i'm sorry i have to take a shot like this but it's the facts like maybe it's nice to not be a fucking designated driver for your deadbeat husband yeah, like how about that a, that's interesting points too points all oops can't be there for you honey sorry i got a right. match in you know right. atlanta tonight two two day tapings <laughs> i th i was just gonna put over i think she should be intergender intergender champ with moose like if they have a tag title, they should develop that for Moose and Naomi. I knew you'd like that one. Uh, backstage update on Vince McMahon's presence at Money in the Bank. Who who gave me presents? Oh no, my presents, not presents. Gotcha. By Ross the Boss Vermin. Big shout out to Ross Vermin, man. I always had a good time at WrestleZone with him, even though things went the way they did. No heat with Ross. Uh, always a great writer. He says uh, WWE Chairman Vince McMahon's fingerprints have reportedly been all over the program as of late, despite the former ECW champion working remotely <laughs> from home. That's why Ross Berman's a great writer, Ross, bro. That's why he's a great writer. Dude, Ross, that was good. Points, points for Ross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, according to Fightful Select, this has remained true for the most recent international premium live event. has been reported that McMahon was not, or was not in attendance for Money in the Bank in London's O2 on Saturday. You know what else I hate about uh, UK? Royal family the biggest fucking mm. sham stupid thing of all time so forget the mary pop and stuff you you've already failed with that shit right there there is no word on whether mcmahon is uh, any effect on uh, the show's creative direction mcmahon has been frustrating unnamed talent backstage with his meddling and finishes and other aspects of the creative process including outright cutting advertised matches despite not physically attending said events However, one talent that doesn't seem to be frustrated by flustered by McMahon's presence backstage uh, is former NXT North American champion Ricochet. He said, Vince is still someone that everyone looks to, especially with creative. He said in an interview last month, so he's got his fingers in everything there, too. Uh, McMahon has been cagey about his involvement in creative after the announced merger between WWE and UFC. Uh, McMahon answered yes and no to the question whether he'd be involved uh, with uh, Chief Content Officer Triple H's creative direction, noting that he wasn't able to be as in the weeds as he was before his initial retirement in June of last year. You can be in the weeds by going to horseshoegenetics.com and getting the best cannabis seeds on the market right now, just like, uh, yeah, like I do, pal. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, man, uh, and uh, follow up on that. Uh, that says Vince McMahon making last minute changes to WWE programming is said to be a very complicated matter. 
uh, coming from Seltzer, Meltzer Seltzer. He says he believes in what he says. Is he wrong all the time? No, he's actually not. He's actually got better input than most would believe. Is it all good? No. He's stuck on certain mindsets that are long gone, and it could be damaging. It's not interference itself that's the problem. It's how and when he does it. Yeah, so these are 11th hour Shredomatic 6,000 script rippers cut matches just because he's having a, a feeling that day about a guy that he's not even around. And then guys like Ricochet going, oh, he's in, in everything. But then the real inside scoop from our WWE talent who asks for help all the time uh, is that you can't go to Vince because if Triple H finds out about that, you're fucked with Triple H. But if you go to Vince and you don't get over, then you're super fucked because you tried to do the end around because you couldn't get your stuff over with game instead. And now, now everybody is in a process paralysis when it comes to making a better show or getting things ready for TV. So that's the politics and the strange, go ask your mother, go ask your father of professional wrestling. Who cares about all those politics? Get in your damn rental car and get to the building, motherfucker. Yeah, so you can tired of your there, bullshit. Yeah, so you can sit there and be quiet and not know yeah. if you're going to be on the show. Like, yeah, you were just yesterday. stress out all day. Yeah, just do that. Yeah, yeah. no, um, but yeah, that's a funny thing because now Vince is by remote. Then that's even more reason. We already talked about this last week, Ben. It's like, well, why do we? Why are we going along with these proposed changes? Why don't we? Since he's not there, why don't we just not do it and then be like, yeah. oops. Yeah. We, we didn't get that memo uh oops uh just i i just don't i i don't see why he can meddle in finishes if he's not in tune with the day-to-day -day. if you're not in the weeds which he never really was i mean he was but he wasn't because it's like again you've got talent coming up from nxt that people are bringing up and you don't even know who they are because you've never seen them before um that would be funny comment uh, of the day right Rick here Rogers, that, that would Rogers last backstage. that would last shorter than me backstage <laughs> yeah and i'll tell I'll, I'll tell you what rip rogers would say if he saw that comment oh fuck no are you kidding me get the fuck out of oh, here fuck. is what he would shut say shut the fuck up yeah shut the fuck up I said, shut the fuck up thank you very much um but yeah so so yeah i just don't see how like okay so you you're you're out of you're out of touch with your developmental program and now you're even more out of touch with your main program but you still want to why does it matter to you what the finishes are if you can't even be bothered to be there in person i just i will never understand that aspect of it. it's like you, you care some but not enough like why does it why does it bother you whatever the finishes are why don't you just do whatever it is that you always do like with the business mm -hmm. side and the promotion side and let triple h do the creative part and sink or swim it's not no the the company's fortunes are not going to turn around just because you change the finish of a judgment day match it doesn't matter like that's yeah. not going that's yeah. not going to change the stock price one bit but it does make it a little sillier if damon damian priest gets beat every week and then all of a sudden he's now the number one contender for your championship yeah man you're right nobody's watching so one switch of a finish ain't gonna mean shit um let's see a couple left here uh natalia receives six guinness world record certificates at money in the bank uh backstage at sunday's money in the bank premium live event raw superstar received a total of six uh, guinness world record certificates of course natty reacted to the news via twitter noting that wrestling is a single sport that you can't do on your own uh, these kind of stats paint the picture that I want for my legacy long after I'm gone. Each one of these 
records was attained by it while trying my hardest to build division, not a person. Uh, that's what my family has taught me. Wrestling is a single sport you can't do on your own. The records include uh, most WWE matches female with 1,514. Mm-hmm. Most WWE wins in a career female with 663 wins. You couldn't wait, give her three more wins? Come on. Uh, most uh, WWE premium live event appearances with 75 uh, premium live event appearances. Most WrestleMania appearances female with eight. Most WrestleMania Raw matches with 174 matches. And most WWE SmackDown matches with a total of 200. Wow. Uh, great for her, um, but completely befuddling that we have to wait to do a backstage segment at Money in the Bank as opposed to this is the big kickoff and that Natty's the top woman and she's the Guinness World Record holder. And this is just a little, the way this is framed up now is a little WWE.com Twitter piece that's supposed to be lost when this could be the exact thing to shape her as a legacy Bret Hart, you know, uh, type character. And everything else we've seen from her leading up to this was, I need to find myself and who I really am. And I'm like, you how do you not know who you are you're anvil's daughter you got hard on your last name and now you've got six guinness world records for most work dude we were there when they showed up what 2008 is when uh, the hard dynasty showed up uh harry her and and teddy and then you know teddy's gonna teddy or whatever but and i don't know why they didn't keep harry and get a better performance out of him because now he's a fucking great a stud could you imagine what he if you'd been in the program this whole time and well, don't and forget, don't forget he the was there for like a year last year and we never saw him once yeah and never saw him again man and and the guy is a legit he was one of those now. guys that was showing up to every show and not yeah. being used at all like it's that's ridiculous what I'm talking bro about, yeah. the money is right there on all of them and they make them almost doubt themselves to the point of it until the actual record shows up and all we need is six plaques and guess who looks like the top woman right now that she looks more important than anybody with a championship women's championship right now based off of those why because people around the world know guinness book of world records they don't know women's tag team champions of fucking smackdown true it's Um, just crazy how they they have these gift horses and they they look them right in the mouth and they don't do nothing well is it that crazy or is it just that we're still paying the hart family back for brett not doing business in 1997 the way they wanted not a bad point so so it's nice to keep the family close because that way you can screw them whenever you want however you want and it doesn't matter but you're right i mean uh even even all this stuff first of all i don't recall this being on the show so we didn't even get that um we didn't even get that out of it um but uh but yeah so so she's clearly has the proof of the work that she's put in and as far as that promo you're talking about that she was cutting about not knowing who she is well doesn't that sound like it was written by somebody like at the last minute you know it does sound like something that's Uh, yeah that kind of verbiage right like that's interesting and I and I said, you know, that that was the wrong promo for her to cut right there. I said the promo for her to cut right there was, uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and fuck Rhea Ripley up, and you can bleep that yeah. if you want. 
But that should have been her exact thing because she should have been mad at Rhea. She shouldn't have yeah. been worried about whether she knows who she is or not. She's like, I'm going to fuck this bitch up. And then Rhea's going to be like, who are you going to fuck up? And then jump her right there and start it from there. And there's your little, that, that'll be a little something that seems like a little more organic and heated than we normally get from Raw, which is anything but Raw. It's overly produced to, and overly to me, prepackaged. To me, when you got six Guinness Book of World Records there and girls walking around with phony titles, one is legit because somebody showed up. They might just be, hey, you've been here for 15 years. Okay, I've survived it and helped make this division. You better respect me. But really, what is it? What am I looking at visually? I'm the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And here's six fucking plaques to show you that I've been signed since 2007 or eight, and I haven't missed a day of work yet. You know, so, yeah. and I seen women come and I seen them go. And when you think that you're so goddamn great, I'll say you are when you've been on 75 premium live events, when you've done 200 SmackDowns, when you've done, that's the promo. Mm -hmm. it, it's almost shitting on the champions to go. You want real accolades, world recognized accolades. Here it is, sweetheart. You can yeah. call yourself mommy all you want. I'm the queen of fucking hearts. Like, yeah. That, and, that, uh, that's the bit. And, and like I said, this is a, a little throwaway Twitter quip. And when this mm -hmm. should be everything. And, and I think Russo tweeted that out as well. Right. I think I saw that on his Twitter. Well, she's probably going to win the, uh, the women's championship tonight. So it'll yeah. maybe turn all her fortunes around. But I would say that uh, the, now the rib is that she's got to carry all those six plaques everywhere at all times. And, uh, <laughs> yeah right like that that's the that's rib. how they're gonna get her that's how they're I gonna would, get her for having for up, having guinness up, records i would bring up three nxt girls to get them over and make them her plaque carriers plaque carriers you now know what i mean a, now she's a heel for doing good work yeah 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 uh but uh big shout out in the chat our own celebrity god damn uh the saucy aussie the man from down under the owner that's of the right. Piers austin network and impact announcer and uh liaison mm -hmm. down there super proud of our guy Piers austin man uh getting to shine so bright with impact putting in all the work in uh in building his own platform and, and right. again a guy who's helped facilitate independent wrestling all over that island full of criminals uh and uh now he's getting uh some uh good opportunities and represent well man he's in the chat room this morning so big up big respect to him as well yes. follow the oh, pierce, pierce austin network on everything he's got going on facebook youtube uh twitter instagram all that stuff love guys. pierce and uh you never know you may see him on the impact attack tonight if you tune in awesome. 6 30 p.m pacific awesome. 9 30 p.m eastern you know check it out you might have love a run-in love it um let's see here uh, i mean these uh Christian Cage, I'm being a and I'm being a heel. Uh, let's see, uh, yes, Christian Cage next. <laughs> yeah, uh, comments on what's the most important aspect of being a true villain. I uh, said to me, the most important aspect of being a true villain is have no redeeming qualities. You've got to throw those out the window. You learn, you learn from those classic heels, villains like guys like the Iron Sheik. He was ahead of his time with some of his mannerisms and his delivery and his persona. He was a true villain and trailblazer. As long as you're delivering it and you believe in what you're saying and you believe it with every ounce of your being, for you, that's true and you're right and you're justified, even though it's probably wrong. That's how I look at it. Uh, let me shorten that up for you. It's called commit to the bit. And if you show even an ounce of weakness or stray in the psychology of your character's true id, the audience will instantly see through it. If you're a fool and you commit to the bit, then you'll be fine. If you're a heel, 
fine. And baby faces also need to commit and be just as virtuous on all sides. So some basic one-on-one stuff here, but um, yeah, Iron Sheik, he inspired me a little bit too. So. Seems like a big duh, right? Like, but that's the problem. It's not the committing part to the bit. It's them not knowing what the bit is in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. That's where yeah, right. the, key, sure. the key, the key word that he said, and I'm so glad he said it because I was sitting here wondering if I was going to have to disagree with the great Christian. But he said, no redeeming qualities. You have too many redeeming qualities in these people. And that comes from, you know, they were maybe too recently a baby face and turned for no good reason. So you have an idea who their character is, but now they just have an attitude change that doesn't well, make sense. AEW, doesn't they're, on AEW, they're the heel, but they come out and tell their opponent how much they love and respect them and then heal on them after right. they fucking put which, them over. Which that's that in their it's mind. The worst. In their mind, though, Ben, you know what they're trying to do. They're trying yeah, to do the classic. Make your opponent. Yeah, make your opponent and then you know, make it seem like they're a somebody. But yeah. there's still ways you, you, again, that's the difference between the masters of the craft and the, the apprentices. They're, they have to learn how to do that without making the people give, don't give them anything to like. Because otherwise, that's, okay, so like, if you're a baby face, um, what there, there's if you're too clean and squeaky clean then people don't like that because it's kind of boring right but if you're hateable enough people will beg for anybody to kick your ass whoever it doesn't matter who just get me you know get me ass kicker it doesn't matter like <laughs> whatever whatever the case is they'll they'll accept a squeaky clean baby face yeah. if they have the possibility of putting down an irredeemable heel so mm -hmm. it's very important that aspect of it take everything that people like about you take your merch off the table um and and do what it takes to make the people want to spit in your face that's the key uh, that's great and as a heel you believe in what your truth is no matter how wrong it is you know what mm -hmm. I mean? You know, there, there's something that set that in motion. Now, now, real quick, I do want to disagree about the Iron Sheik, though, because the Iron Sheik was very entertaining, even at his height of heel. But he was counting on mortgaging, you know, America's hatred of foreign menaces versus, you know, just this guy and who he really is. Because there's yeah. nothing, if you know about the guy, there's nothing really not to like. It was just like, well, this guy's Iranian, so you obviously hate him, right? Hostage crisis? But everything he was saying in his promos was like cartoony and fun still. Like the, you know, Iran number one, you know, yeah. Russia number one. Like, that's that's not irredeemable. That's kind of funny. So yeah. it, he wasn't exactly the right example, but I think he just wanted to put him over because he recently Because he passed. just passed, yeah. I'd be like, Iron Sheik stole all of my weed out of my bag. We've got <laughs> yes. big heat now <laughs> yes, exactly. uh, uh, hulk hogan you might have heard of him uh, he said i probably should have quit at the 20 year mark uh during an interview with men's health hall of famer hulk hogan reflected on his wrestling career wrestling has taken its toll i've wrestled almost 40 years off and on and i probably should have quit at the 20 year mark but with hulkamania running wild all those years and then when i turned into the bad guy and became hollywood hulk hogan it was like jumping on another lightning bolt and i had no idea that we were going to reinvent the wrestling biz so i got hooked i got sucked in and i wrote off that thing until it dropped 
Uh, wrestling has been really tough on my body with multiple surgeries and injuries. Nobody gave me the memo that this stuff was fake. Yeah, well, they did give you the memo uh, right the, the very first ones when the fucking Japanese dudes broke your fucking leg and you came back. So there's nobody to blame but yourself after that one, brother. Um, but I know he's about two or three inches shorter now based on all the back surgeries. I just saw the piece that was you know, the heartwarming viral piece where he, he goes out and uh, greets uh, the fan at his shop who is a, a Hulkamaniac, man. And I think the guy's deaf uh, as well. So it took him a minute to, like, you know, like look up and the Hulkster's standing there, brother, looking at you. But that's the magic of pro wrestling and that make-a-wish larger-than-life persona of say your prayers, eat your vitamins, uh, you know. And even, even if there's plenty of other stuff that we can – drag them for you know mm-hmm. that i mean uh so some people it's still real to them damn it and they need heroes to believe in and that guy terry balea got to be one you know and uh it comes with a big sacrifice it comes with a, a big price uh he's he's had so many back surgeries now i think there's a battery in his back mm-hmm. you know and <laughs> here's one thing for young wrestlers the hogan match seems simple as shit leg drop effective and got over now you see can barely walk hips eroded all that type of shit man you know um camel clutch as, not as, no. as rip always says the man with the 24 inch pythons did a leg drop yeah scratch head yeah my god he's here did somebody oil him up it's goddamn hate bodies back in the chat we miss you hate bot it hasn't been Good the same at the bot. aew self-help group without you Grow um but yeah man it's, uh, also frank's pickle barrel ass uh, a huge uh supporter of H- everything made hmg and russo brand uh asked about trish Stratus's nose i didn't see anything on the sheets but i did see that bump but actually there was two really bad ones in that girls match where the ladder push over and they catch on the second rope but they should yeah. have their arm over so it hooks both girls i think it was zelena vega maybe on one it may have been eos guy and Trish Stratus face right into the rope, bro. And that's, who hates that's you? That's what I thought it was. The yeah. ring fucking hates you. And oh, just God. like that, will look good on paper as fuck. You know what else looked like? Uh, all right, it's just a cute little spot, but I bet sucked. Remember when they? I think they had Zelina Vega in the middle, and they're pulling her into the ladder rungs back and forth, kind of. There, there was just like she she hit each side like three or four times, dude. To hit a ladder rung right here, you think that that's not, oh, that'll be cute. I bet that hurts worse than anything she took yesterday, that her back of her triceps and an armpit. Give yourself, everybody right now, give yourself a nice armpit, uh, or excuse me, pinch on your tricep and see and feel that nerve. And then take your finger and cane blast yourself into the armpit and see how that fucking feels because there's a lot of uh, nerves right there that we take for granted, and she got smashed right there, bro. As a guy whose arm got snapped in half the same way Daniel Bryan's did at Forbidden Door, yeah, I can tell you the most painful thing I ever did in wrestling was running the ropes. Yeah, the first time, the first yep. time you do get used to it, and then they give you cables, <laughs> and then you mm-hmm. get used to that. Yeah. But it does take a while; it hurts. So the worst th- it it hurts when you're aiming for them and you hit them perfectly. Now, when yep. you're not expecting to hit them or you stumble into them or whatever, whenever you come into contact with those ropes and you're not ready for it, that is probably as dangerous as any other part. I know they say the apron's the hardest part, but it's it's because of it's, the weird it's give the of the ropes, too. Like, yeah. 
it, it it's it it's extremely extremely stiff. I, Forty five minutes in the Royal Rumble to win the Immortal Title, bro. I don't think I've ever been more bumped up head to toe, like on my shins, above my thigh, under my titty, under my armpit, on my arms. You know, like every place was like, oh, for two fucking weeks I had bruises from them cables. Yeah, it's 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 awful. So Trish is lucky that she only ended up as bad as it was, which looked like a kind of a bruise and some swelling, maybe a scratch, yeah. but it could have exploded all over the place and broke if it if it didn't break. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. Uh, but I don't know. I'm not sure on the update on that. Uh, as far as Hulkster goes, man, I mean, legacy's legacy. It's what we do in America. Build them right. up, tear them down, and then we love a comeback story. And that's where we kind of are here. And Well, Hulk says uh, you know, should have quit 20 years ago. He also says, I want one more match. So it's like, <laughs> come on, Hulkster. Just, you know, we, yeah. we don't need a match from you anymore. You can be around and do things, but we don't need a match match. You know? I think he I think he realized that when he was marched out next to Titus O'Neil in a pirate costume going, I should have quit 20 years ago, bro. That was probably, <laughs> I mean, there was plenty of opportunities before that, but that should have definitely been the final nail, right? Yeah. Hey, bot points. I wasn't looking at Trish's nose. Uh, <laughs> up here, here. Eyes up here, hey, bot. Uh, our final story of the day, not one to laugh at or scoff at, but uh, hopefully uh, some peace attained. Uh, breaking news, former WWE star Darren Draz, Drazdov passes away at the age of 54. Uh, WWE's uh, sad to learn that Darren Drazdov passed away Friday, June 30th at age 54. An imposing force in the ring, Darren Drazdov became a notable figure in WWE, known to fans as both Puke and Draz during his time as an in-ring competitor. Uh, Drazdov was, given, uh, at, was a gifted athlete before coming to WWE, playing football at University of Maryland before stints in the NFL with the Jets, Eagles, and Broncos. Uh, Drazdov captivated audience in the late 1990s with his time spent with Legion of Doom, teaming with Animal, and Draz World vignettes. WWE extends its condolences to Darren Drozdov's family and fans. Um, absolutely, man. I mean, obviously, one of the tragedies in ring uh, causing his paralysis as well. They're not going to put that in your old bit. But, um, you know, a, a very uh, tough life after that. But I think uh, shown plenty of love from all the brothers in the locker room and all the fans at the Comic-Cons and stuff like that. So, you know, uh, yeah, absolutely a, a tough run, and that shows, you know, whether you're Hogan with a back injury or something can happen to you just like that, yeah. uh, especially in these Money in the Bank ladder matches or any match in a compounding injury. And it's easy to go, oh, that guy's unsafe and fucked him up. But these injuries compound. And when you played for the Jets, the Broncos, and yeah. and University of Maryland and other teams, you, you it's really tough to – like that – that's going to settle on one person's shoulder, but it's really about years and years of abuse on your body that way, man. So, uh, but for me being a, a Vince fan, obviously the office scene of he's gonna, he's gonna puke. Uh, one of the greatest uh, ever that will go down in history as McMahonisms and uh, mm -hmm. him just puking in Vince's office, man, a great attitude era character. And um, you know, always uh, sad to see a, a brother go, but uh, maybe, I don't know. I try to think if, if I was in that state, maybe uh, I've lived enough. You know what I mean? Yeah. Talk about 20 years. Yeah. Um, it was, uh, yeah, it was rough seeing that. It was rough seeing even, even when you hear about how positive Darren was like in the years following and, you know, yeah. trying to, trying to always comfort 
um, D-Lo and let him know it wasn't his fault and things just yeah. happen. And it's just like you said, you know, it's a compounding of all that, you know, every time uh, he played on the line in football. So, you know, that's constantly like mini car crash every time they hike yeah, the ball. Driving your shoulder into another right. immovable force, bro. It's and so, hardcore. so, you know, he, you know, he might've, he might've been able to take a bump where he gets dropped on his head and been fine if that was the first time, but it wasn't the first time. It was like the 900th time essentially. So that was the final straw. And, um, it wasn't any, it's a move D'Lo had done many times before and many times since, and no one was ever hurt. Uh, so it's just goes to show you it's, it's just one of those things that can just happen at any moment. And, mm -hmm. um, it doesn't matter how careful you are really. Uh, it's just, you have to know what you're signing up for. Um, and I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he did, which is why he maintained such a positive attitude after and was an inspiration to people, uh, going forward for all these years, ever since that accident. And so, sure. yeah, just like you said, I thought um, we were going to have something scary like that, uh, you know, with Osprey and, uh, and Omega though too, man, because not only is that a compounding injury that, you know, like you said, Delo's done it before and after X hundreds amount of times with no other repercussions, but those two dudes are doing stuff that seems like it definitely should leave you in the same, you know, space. Like it's like almost going out of its way to like tempt paralysis. Yeah. Well, the same, eventually, um, you know, Mitsuharu Masawa, he died in the ring. Like yeah. he, he took one more bump on his head and that was, that was curtains for him. He died on the way to the hospital. So like, it it can definitely add up. I don't think he played pro football, but he did have a lot of those all Japan matches in the nineties where they weren't as concerned with their spinal health. So, you know, but at the same time, these guys know that it's not like we're telling them something where they're like, Oh, you could get hurt doing this fucking mm -hmm. all these guys know that too. And they choose to do it. You can't talk them out of it. You can't tell them not to do it. The most you can hope is that they'll save it for a moment, which means something. Um, and I guess at their level, that's about as close as they're going to get to it, meaning the most. So if that's what they want to do, if you want to drop Kenny Omega on his head in the main uh, semi-main event of a major pay-per-view, then okay. At least it wasn't on like a, a dynamite or something, but um, yeah. we, we don't recommend it, but it's tough to read a story about Hogan three inches shorter with batteries right. in his back, draws paralyzed and whatnot. And here we are still working this stupid style that gets guys arms broken, that fucking drops them on their neck that, for what and for who it's really, it's all mark out shit for themselves. I don't know. Maybe it's just that same fact of like, well, it can happen whether we try it or not. So might as well try it. Cause might as well. like all Daniel Bryan did was lie there. Yeah. <laughs> and meanwhile, he broke his arm and Kenny Omega got dropped directly on his head and he appears to be fine. He's got a match, you know, a couple days. I so. think, I think a lot of that's because he's vegan. I just got to eat more. Meat yeah. It's probably not enough calcium. <laughs> and <laughs> Oh man, but we got plenty today, pal. Plenty of meat in my mouth here. Uh, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> I appreciate you vet man as always being in the trenches alongside sure. me, bro. Uh, shout out to RBV last night. He was ready to rock. I'm not sure what the dealio is uh this morning but uh the vet is always ready to stand tall man so 
uh, a great money in the bank recap. I'm going to finish watching the show. So I'll be uh, able to talk about the main event on Russo brand. And you guys make sure you keep an eye on your channel attitude.com uh, accounts. I got to meet with Jeff this afternoon because we're updating, we're updating the back end. Oh my. Uh, oh. And uh, there may be, you may have to refresh your password or RSS feed uh, this week, but uh, definitely more bigger, better, faster uh, more powerful channel attitude.com coming your way so thank you guys for being patient with us that way uh and if you have any issues uh contact jeff i think info at channel attitude.com uh but uh thanks for uh making sure and if you guys uh aren't seeing anything make sure you check your spam for any updates that's why he wanted you to whitelist that email that sounds Awful racist, Deuce. Awful racist. Uh, <laughs> uh, but I'll be in uh, Kabul skill uh, on July 8th at uh, uh, premiering there with Immortal uh, defending my title. Our first time in Kabul skill, New York. And then July 16th back in St. Catharines, Ontario to defend my Crossfire Heavyweight Championship. So on the road the next two weeks and have to work hard at Upstate Wrestling Entertainment, getting ready this week, putting in uh, some extra grind, some extra hours, make sure I'm, my swords are sharp. Uh, what else going on here at HMG? Just cannabis every goddamn day. And I'll be recording the SmackDown Live review right after this with Big Stevie Cool. So check out his new video. I think it's on Russo Brand, but he's also launched his own Patreon.com slash Stevie Richards with this awesome, awesome piece of equipment, a Telestrator, smart board technology where he's breaking down finishes and what's good and what's not good. And uh, definitely another great Patreon to sign up for with Big Stevie Cool there. If you want to get the best wrestling, that's like a master's degree education. Everybody in NXT should be signing up for that, bro. That's right. And Stevie's got a review of that board on his YouTube channel. So if you're interested in the tech, check out his review and see if a vibe board is right for you as well. Absolutely, man. That what do you got going down the street, guy? I know you said big uh, special guest Pierce Austin joining the Impact Attack tonight. Well, you, you know, cards always brand. subject to change, but uh, <laughs> you know that's the plan. Hopefully, a nice run in will get Pierce's thoughts on uh, his time with Impact. What better place to do it than the premier Impact review show in the entire world? I think we can say that. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, yeah, as for me, you know, you could find me at the usual places at Opinion Haver Everywhere. You can definitely find me on uh, Wednesday mornings uh, for the Next Level Wrestling Review with uh, with uh, Big Ray Hernandez. Uh, that's 8 a.m. Pacific, 11 a.m. Eastern on the dot. So always check us out there. Um, I show up on PWC shows, doesn't matter whether it's Monday Night Machismo Thursday edition, could be AEW Collision Wreckage, could be whatever. Uh, you just keep, just keep your eyes peeled. I'm somewhere. You're probably getting enough of me, but, uh, hmm. I never get He's enough of you guys. Things. That's why I keep, that's why I keep popping up. So, um, yeah, yeah. So work on your sing-alongs, work on your anti-Ben Hameen chants and all your soccer bullshit, Mary Poppins. Uh, the next time I see you, Ben, you better have all three of those belts hanging up back there. I will. We're They're have some problems. In the belt bag. <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, well, up there with the, up there with Natalia's six yeah, plus. They're up there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what do I got for you in Maryland? You can go to horseshoegenetics.com right now. Over 75 different cannabis seed strains available. About 25 in auto flower, 50 in uh, photo period, which is perfect for outside summer growing, as well as 
Horseshoe Genetics, uh, the whole series, uh, I think we got six out of 10 out right now. The other ones are coming to market soon. For all of our nutrient line as well, you can get them on Amazon if you want to buy from there or direct from horseshoegenetics.com, you guys. That's what I got for you out there in Maryland. So grow your own with the best genetics from horseshoegenetics.com. And uh, while you're out there in the garden, thanks for subscribing to channelattitude.com and patreon.com slash Hameen Media Group. Grow. Whoa. Just put out episode 25 of the consultants, man. It was a, a hot show, and uh, there was a lot of uh, allegedly my ranting in that one after Retribution and uh, Raw Underground went to shit from the original concepts, uh, so to say, allegedly. But uh, we were here. It's Monday, right before July 4th, which, if you didn't know, is canceled, infidels, because your country's in shambles because of Hacker Hameen, the Iron Sheik, and, of course, the vet here on the Monday Locker Room Infidels, channelattitude.com. Yalla. Ding dong. Hello? You <laughs> I'll get it. You want to laugh, Russo? I guess we could if you hit a